This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Huzo. Huzo is an acronym for human sound. Huzo delivers uniquely enhanced human toning sounds through headphones as well as through pads placed on your major acupuncture meridians on your body, which are your wrist and your ankles, thereby introducing a specific modulated frequency that are balancing and harmonizing throughout your body. One session takes about 30 minutes, and during that time, a strange series of tones create a natural resonance in your body that Huzo claims counteracts the harmful EMFs, toxins, and stresses you are exposed to during the day or just normal living, all while balancing the body, leaving you with a clear head, improved health, better sleep, and the feeling of calmness and well-being. You can try one at www.thisishuzo.com slash rebel. Use the code rebel25 to save $25. The folks at Huzo even have a great payment solution for you with terms up to 12 months. Check it out. I highly recommend this machine. It has changed my life and calmed me out. Thank you and enjoy this episode. By having a home defibrillator managed properly and in the hands of a trained volunteer responder. Get that shock within you know 60 seconds, that first minute, 90% chance of survival. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. This is episode 90 and the countdown begins to 100 episodes of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Today's guest on the show is Kirk Moat. He is the founder of Rescue Site Services, where he specializes in developing automated external defibrillator programs for businesses, homes, and community groups. Kirk uses the only AED, or automated external defibrillator, on the market with real CRP help technology. The world's number one AED program management solution and scenario-based CPR and emergency cardiovascular care training and education. Kirk's life mission is Target Zero, which is a version of the world where no one dies from sudden cardiac arrest. I'm excited to have Kirk today to discuss this topic that I really never gave much thought about until I read his book, Rescue Site AED Program. Realizing this is a serious topic because cardiac arrest is responsible for 465,000 deaths a year in the United States of America alone. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope you get as much out of it as I did learning about this. Make it a great day, and God bless. 
Today, I have a topic that I really never gave much thought of until Kirk Moat reached out to me about his book, Rescue Site AED Program. That's it. And as I read this book, and he wanted to be on my podcast, unfortunately, I had a few things that happened during this time, and I was able to get him on. And But as, as this, during those personal tragedies, I read this book, and I was like, man, this is a serious topic. So today, I'm going to talk with Kirk, and he is the founder of Rescue Site Services. He helps people live. His goal is to get cardiac arrest to target zero. and. The Rebel Health Coach podcast is all about health and wellness and basically everything health and wellness. So this really fits the gap because cardiac arrest is at an all-time high. And it's very interesting that he's started this company. And it really, I believe, I work from home, so it's just me. So I don't have the opportunity to converse much with people or do I have an AED in my house. But as I read this book, it became more important to me, to understand this, and for people at gym owners especially, why this is important to have an AED on site. So, Kirk, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach podcast today. Hey, Tom, thank you so much for the invite to the Rebel Health Coach and this opportunity to speak to your amazing audience. This is great. This is great stuff. And we really don't think about it, but in your book, you quoted this. 475,000 Americans die from cardiac arrest yearly. That's a huge number. Huge. And right now we're going through a pandemic that will probably never, even the deaths from the pandemic, from COVID-19, won't even match that of the cardiac arrest in America. Not even close. So let's ask, I want to ask this, who is Kirk Moat? And how do you go from high school to college to this? And what is an AED? Sure. Yes. So uh, in the spring of 2014, I had the privilege of listening to a Holocaust survivor give her testimony at a local church. Uh, During her testimony, an elderly gentleman stood up, shuffled his way over to the door, and collapsed due to a heart attack. I saw his family go into panic mode, fear coming across their face. Everyone in the auditorium was watching, not knowing what to do. A few years before this event, I was trained in CPR in case one day I ever needed it. Today was that day. I jumped into action and assembled a team to support in the rescue. Thankfully, the church was proactive and had an automatic external defibrillator on site. I knew at that moment why I got trained. Being the first to respond, I made sure the scene was safe. I checked for responsiveness instructed someone to call 911 and go get the AED. By the time I got the man's shirt off, an off-duty nurse joined the rescue with that requested AED, and together we put the pads on him. When the AED was turned on, it started talking to us, analyzing heart rhythm. Remembering my training, I immediately said, hey, clear, no one touched the patient. The AED continued, shock advised. Again, I said, clear, deliver shock, shock delivered, begin CPR, and one. Two, three, four, counting aloud as compressions were given. After that first shock, it induced something called agonal gasping. Now, agonal gasping is a term for the gasping that people do when they're struggling to breathe because of a cardiac arrest. This is not normal breathing. It looks like you're breathing, but you're not. 
and breaths were still needed. Now, to paint you a picture of the scene, all of his children, all of his grandchildren were there witnessing this traumatic experience. This was a very emotional moment in time. And in fact, one of his daughters started yelling at me, get that off of him. You're going to hurt him. Talking about the pads that we just put on him. She had no idea because she had never been trained. There's a quote attributed to a uh, Navy SEAL, and it goes something like this. Under pressure, you don't rise to the occasion. Rather, you sink to the level of your training. The victim's daughter was never trained. And when you are not trained, you, c- you could cause more harm than good. This moment is why I was trained. If we had listened to the victim's daughter and taken the pads off, we would have not had the same result. This was the first time I was able to put my CPR training to the test. As a result, over the next few weeks and days, I replayed that scenario over and over in my head, over and again, right? The biggest takeaway was the realization that so many people stood around and did nothing because they didn't know what to do. In fact, some people were given wrong directions, like we just talked about. By the way, whenever I speak on this topic, I sometimes forget to tell the end result. So before I forget, the guy lived. The guy lived. And yes, the answer is yes, he lived. But not because of something I did, not because of what the nurse did or the EMTs that transported him to the doctor um, that, or even the doctor that cleared the arteries. He lived because of a joint effort. And that joint effort is called the chain of survival. Now, you know, I started doing research. And according to the American Heart Association, like you said, 475,000 people die from sudden cardiac arrest every year in the United States. Over 70, 70% of that, that number right there happened at home. As someone you know, that's someone you love. Globally, cardiac arrest claims more lives than colorectal cancer, breast cancer, prostate cancer, influenza, pneumonia, auto accidents, HIV, firearms, and house fires combined. Also, yeah, that's, that's a major st- uh, stat right there. The, ma- the majority of out-of-hospital cardiac arrests happen at home, right? You know, and that is why we got started. After you know, earning my certification as an you know, American Heart Association instructor, I created a company, made a website. And guess what? Nothing happened. It turns <laughs> out that the CBR training industry was a very crowded market. I was a tiny fish in a vast ocean. However, by year two, after a lot of hustle, you know, things started picking up. You know, my name started getting out there. I started getting big names like you know, corporate clients and, and um, you know, started being subcontracted to some federal agencies in Georgia and some of the surrounding states. At this point, I regret to say I still wasn't all in. I still had a steady job. And CPR training was my side hustle, for lack of better words. My new takeaway was the realization that if I can be this successful part-time, what would happen if I went all in? So I started doing some more research. I love doing research. And it turns out that I had been putting my focus on only one area of industry. While training is essential and everyone should know how to save the lives of a stranger, coworker, friend, or family member, we can't stop with just the knowledge that the training provides. We also need the tools and resources, which in this case is an AD or automatic external defibrillator. And our mission, our new mission evolved to creating a world where no one dies from sudden cardiac arrest by developing AED programs for every home 
every business, school, church, facility, and organization. So we went to work. We went to work developing a company that combats the world's number one cause of death. Rescue Site Services meets this need by creating the Rescue Site AED program that is complete and holistic. We don't just sell a product. We empower you with the knowledge and resources to correctly respond to an emergency with confidence. My story of being in the right place at the right time and being a part of a successful rescue is extraordinary. But I am just an ordinary person just like you. AEDs don't save lives. People save lives. And together, I believe that we can create a world where every home, business, and community has a rescue site AED program. I believe we can create a world where no one dies from sudden cardiac arrest. And I believe we can create a world of lifesavers. Wow. That's quite a story. Yeah. What? So I loved your book. And we'll get into the book a little bit. I think I butchered the name a little bit. What is the actual name of the book? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's called a Rescue Site AED Program. The five comp- critical components of a life-saving AED program. Okay. I love the book. I actually, yeah, I have it on my Kindle. So awesome. I, awesome. when I was going through the struggles of la- the end of the last six months of last year, I would read it at night because it wasn't, you know, a lot of times I read stuff about gut health and gut disease and autoimmune disease. And, but it was, it was a book that I could read, but not focus on scientific stuff yeah. or biological human biology and, and curing somebody's illnesses. It was a light, a lighter book for me to read. So I picked it up and I started reading it going in the last six months of last year. And I was, I was like, wow. This is something that's really interesting and really needed because I started looking around, to your point, churches, and just I I don't I couldn't find an AED unit in any church I go to, and I'm sure they're there, but does anybody know where they're at? The second part was homes. So how do we go about getting an AED into the homes? A and how do those people get trained to use the AED? Yeah. Well, would you like me to tell you what an AED is first? Because yeah. like, I, I think I didn't even tell, you know, get into that. So one of the most common questions I get is, Kirk, what is an AED, right? Right. AED stands for Automatic External Defibrillator. An Automatic External Defibrillator, or AED, is a lightweight portable device that delivers an electric shock through the chest to the heart, the shock can stop an irregular heartbeat and allow a normal rhythm to resume following sudden cardiac arrest or a heart attack, right? The sudden cardiac arrest occurs when the heart malfunctions and stops beating unexpectedly. If not treated within minutes, it it can literally lead to death, right? Um, Most sudden cardiac arrest um, result from ventricular fibrillation or VF for short, ventricular fibrillation is a rapid and unsynchronized heart rhythm that originates in the heart's lower chambers, you know, the ventricles. Right. The heart must be defibrillated quickly because a victim's chance of surviving drops by 7 to 10% every minute. Every minute, a normal heartbeat isn't restored. 
And so if you can imagine in 10 minutes, 10% every 10, every minute, 10 minutes, that's hundred percent. You know, you, your likelihood is 10 minutes is, and it only takes four minutes. I'm sure you know this for, um, without ox- oxygen to have irreversible brain damage. Right. So, so time is vital. Uh, new research shows that half of the workers in the United States, you're talking about, you know, AEDs being in churches or in businesses, you, you know, I'm sure they're there, but maybe they're not. Listen to this. Half of the workers in the United States may not be prepared to respond to a workplace cardiac arrest or first aid emergency. This is one of the major reasons why Rescue Site Services created the Rescue Site AED program. We are on a mission to create a world of lifesavers. By listening to this um, podcast, the Rebel Health Coach podcast, you are taking your first steps to becoming a lifesaver. And together, we can create a life-saving AED program in every home, every business, in every public place. So according to the American Heart Association, and they're pretty much the authority figure in all things you know, heart-related, most individuals across industries believe that being trained in first aid, CPR, and AD use is important to the roles in the company. But many have never received training. 51% of employees don't know where their workplace AED is located. Half. Half of employees don't know where their workplace AED is located. Nine in 10 cardiac arrest victims who receive a shock from an AED in the first minute live. Nine in 10, 90%. 65% of employees would view their employers more positively if they offer CPR training. So, hey, if you're a business owner listening to this and you, you want your employee, employees to you know, view you more positively, offer CPR training. And one third of safety managers reported uh, lives had been saved with this training. But merely having an AD is not good enough, right? I recently was speaking with a financial company um, that I do business with. And uh, since I am so passionate about Target Zero, and if I did not explain Target Zero earlier, Target Zero is you know reducing that 475,000 deaths down to zero, Target Zero, right? Okay. I asked my account manager the big question. I said, hey, do you have an AED? And the response was, you know what? I'm not entirely sure. Let me find out. <laughs> And like he was one of the fifty percent, right? Um, <laughs> so I said <laughs> later that day, I got a proud email back from him. He said I, I talked to my boss, right? He said um, he let me know that there is one on every floor, and I was like, excellent. So I thought, right? Right. When I continued reading this email, I noticed an attached picture of an AED that I have never seen before. The picture, I, I didn't even recognize it. And so this piqued my curiosity. I zoomed in. Uh, on the image, and I looked up the manufacturer of the AD, the results were not good. Tom, I immediately responded to this email with a link to the manufacturer website, which stated that it was, in fact, obsolete, and there is no repair or service available for this item. Not good, right? No. And so the pads and batteries for this unit had been expired for a decade. 10 years. Wow. So, like... If you're a business owner right now and you do have an AED and you don't have a program management software, you need to get one because if your AED is not functioning right, if it has expired pads or batteries, if the AED is out of warranty, 
then you know that's a false sense of security that you're providing your employees saying, oh yeah, we got this you know thing health thing covered for you. But when it comes down to it and you actually need it, you pull it off the shelf, it's not even going to turn on. So look, if you have an AED that is old and out of warranty, call our office. Call our office. The number is 470-799-5062. And we'll take care of you immediately because that, that is literally like a 911 call. Hey, our paths are out of date. If something were to happen in the next minute, next 10 minutes, next day, guess what? You're not going to be able to do anything. Imagine what would happen wow. when you go to save the life of one of your employees and you find out that your equipment is useless. At Rescue Site Services, we take this very seriously. This is one of the primary reasons why the Rescue Site AD program is a lease. Why we you know, offer a leasing option where we can maintain your AD equipment for you. And with technology advancing so quickly, we make sure that your AD is replaced every five years with a new AED so that you have the latest technology. All right, that's an amazing story. And, and something that comes to my mind when you talk about AEDs and, and the situations is, first of all, is this a tech? I mean, can this, if you are a company, if you have a company and you have a program such as AED Rescue Site Program or Rescue Site Services, can that offer insurance? Can, can you get your insurance rates reduced by that having that on site? That is a great question. In some cases, the answer is yes. You can get your insurance premiums lowered. Um, so we're actually working with insurance companies right now to promote that option because so many people, like I mean, the statistics show, half of the businesses don't even have one, right? right? And so, you know, there's a lot of room to grow there. So if we can, you know, reach out to the half that doesn't have it and say, hey, by the way, if you when you talk to your insurance company and say that you're now getting a defibrillator, you're, you're going to actually have a lower premium, that's going to be awesome. Now, there are you know a couple of um, cases that that has happened. We are in the process of partnering up with a few insurance providers right now. So as soon as I have that information for you, we'll be able to okay. send that out to you and um, you know your podcast audience because I know that that's something that they want to you know have information about. Yeah, and the other question is, are you... I know you're in Atlanta. Are yeah. you are you just local or are you starting to go nationwide? Oh, we're already nationwide. In fact, okay. we're in the process of branching into Canada. Okay. So, yeah, we're we're a, a massive company and you know, our goal like I said is to get a defibrillator in every home, every business and every community group. Okay. So the way same. that is partnering with people like you to get the word out there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's good because and this is needed. And, and I, I think about it in a couple other levels is the fact, A, I had AFib for a long time. And I had, so I, 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 I get the whole, because what they did to reverse my AFib when it got into, it, into a rhythm and it wouldn't come out is they use those pads on me if it, that they use on House, you know, the doctor, the TV show House, where you sure, see him sure. poof, zapping. So they used those on my chest. I had burn marks. I, I remember the burn marks on my chest from them zapping my heart and back into rhythm. <laughs> uh, and also, and then I ended up having uh, cardiac ablation surgery to, to reverse that. 
that was before I went through school and realized that I probably could have reversed it my own through use of other like magnesium and stuff that quiets your nervous system. Also eating healthy. But anyway, to make a long story short, I'm familiar with the whole cardiac ablation or cardiac arrest thing. And I think people are because of watching House or doctors on TV. And, you know, that's the first thing you see is that boom, jumping people out of and they spring out of bed. And But one thing that came to my mind when I was reading the book is how many gyms have one of these units? You see people working out all the time. And I don't know what the statistics are on Justin gyms. And I'm sure that you do or have researched it. But I think that's something that needs to be not just in offices, or, but it also needs to be in gyms for the same exact reason. And I think that's a good thing to look at uh, from gym owners' aspect or people who are listening who are gym owners to realize, hey, maybe this is something we should be trained in and get these in our house, in our gyms. But the other part is, how do people go about, you talk about homes. So if, if I, of course, I live by myself. So if I go into cardiac arrest, I'm screwed. <laughs> they uh, make a life vest where you can actually wear it and it'll shock you. Um, really? Yeah, there are, there's technology out there. If you're, so you can actually put it on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. But how do, how do people that have a, a, a significant other or live in a household with children and, and a significant other, how do they get one of these into their home? Or how, how does that ha- What is the process of this? Because I'm sure they sell them on Amazon. Sure, sure. And, uh, but I'm so- sure they're not very quality on Amazon. They're probably what? made in China. Well, okay. So there, there are seven manufacturers of AEDs, FDA approved AEDs on the market. And the FDA is specifically for the United States. And so um, that means that they are you know, put through you know, the ringer. They have been put through all kinds of tests to be FDA approved. Um, so if they're being sold on Amazon for the United States, they're, they're good quality. They're good to go. The, what, what but, you, but the training part aspect of it, because you can have one in your house and not, I mean... Well, yeah, the defibrillators is one part of you know the five critical components that we'll get into a little bit later. Okay, but um, to talk about the home, you know, aspect right now, it is more important than ever to have a home defibrillator due to the shelter-in-place orders that oh, we yeah. have all across the country and the world. Look, look at New York, for instance. So New York has reported a four hundred percent increase. In cardiac arrest deaths in late March and early April, 400% increase. COVID-19 is a real health threat. Don't get me wrong. Cardiac arrest is still the number one cause of death in the world by a landslide. If you just look at the numbers for the United States alone, and you know it's even bigger, um, gap when you you know add the world in there, but the United States alone from March first to today, which is April fifteenth, uh, there have been approximately twenty six thousand deaths from COVID nineteen, and like, some change. I think like twenty six thousand two hundred something, right? And there have been over sixty thousand deaths in that same time period from cardiac arrest, and 
that is just the normal stats. Guess what? That 60,000, that's not including the 400% increase that I just talked about. That is your average year mm. between those, that period of time, between a four, what is it like a 46 day period? Right. Okay. So that number is way higher than 60,000 deaths. But I just wanted to kind of put that in perspective, like a normal year with not the elevated, you know, deaths in homes is, you know, within that same period is over twice the amount of deaths that we're experiencing from COVID-19. And with everyone at home, they are happening at home at a much higher rate. So um, how do you get an AED for your home, right? Sure, you can go on Amazon, but does that, you know, get you everything you need, like the training, like the program management? No, it's like there's so many maintenance. There's so many aspects to having an AED that you really need to have all in one because what will happen is you'll you'll buy something and then you'll get an upsell and upsell and upsell. What we do is we package it all in one so you can actually have a clear picture of what you need right in front of you at all times. So if you are in front of your computer, cell phone is fine also. Uh, as you are listening to this podcast, go to rescuesiteservices.com. That's www.rescuesiteservices.com. Rescue spelled R-E-S-C-U-E, site, S-I-T-E, and services, S-E-R-V-I-C-E-S.com. If you go to the defibrillator tab, and uh, I'm actually going to do this with you so um, I can make sure I'm telling this correctly. So you're on the homepage, you see the defibrillator tab, you click the defibrillator, there'll be a drop down. Click on Philips, and that is one of the seven manufacturers of AEDs, FDA-approved AEDs in the U.S. If you're on your phone, you might need to scroll down to see the big zero one. So the very first option there is Philips Heart Start Home. This is the model that we recommend for your home. Like other pieces of essential safety equipment, the Philips Heart Start Home defibrillator was designed to be safe, reliable, and easy to use. Heart Start Home defibrillator is the first and only defibrillator available without a prescription. Designed with you in mind, Heart Start Home is easy to set up and includes an automatic CPR guidance features like voice prompts and CPR guidance to help guide you step-by-step through the treatment of sudden cardiac arrest. Now, as a level three FDA-approved medical device and under contract by the manufacturer, guess what? I cannot advertise less than the retail value of $1,275. Okay. But if you click that button on the website that says contact us for special pricing, just for you and your audience, I have an incredible deal that I can give to y'all but I can't advertise it. I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you it's going to be a lot okay. cheaper than $1,275. Okay. So you want to get your own, you know, Paul's on episode right now if you need to, www.rescuesiteservices.com, defibrillator tab, click on Phillips, and then the first option is the Phillips Heart Start Home. Click the contact us for special pricing and you will have, you know, uh, an awesome Rebel Health Coach podcast discount. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to get this thing, this Phillips Heart Start Home at Home and sit around, drink a glass of bourbon and go ahead and play with your own pads and start going, hey, 
let's see how I work this. So we're, <laughs> let's talk about the training aspect. Let's well, let's let's stop back, step back a minute. We'll get to the training in a minute. I want to ask you what's the difference between a heart attack and a cardiac arrest. Oh, a that's study. a great question. Okay, okay, this is awesome. So people often use these terms interchangeably. Okay. But they are not synonyms. A heart attack is when blood flow to the heart is blocked. And a sudden cardiac arrest is when the heart malfunctions and suddenly stops beating unexpectedly. A heart attack is a circulation problem. And a sudden cardiac arrest is an electrical problem. So a heart attack occurs when a blocked artery prevents oxygen-rich blood from reaching a section of the heart. If the blocked artery is not reopened quickly, the parts of the heart normally nourished by that artery begins to die, right? So the longer a person goes without treatment, the greater the damage. Symptoms of a heart attack may um, be immediate and intense. Um, More often, though, symptoms start slowly and persist for hours, sometimes days and even weeks before the heart attack. Unlike with sudden cardiac arrest, the heart attack usually does not, you know, does not stop beating during a heart attack. Um, So the heart attack symptoms in women can be a little bit different um, than men. But here's what's going on with a sudden cardiac arrest. A sudden cardiac arrest, on the other hand, occurs suddenly and often without warning. It is triggered by an electrical malfunction in the heart that causes an irregular heartbeat, also known as um, uh, arrhythmia. Um, With its pumping action disrupted, the heart cannot pump blood to the brain, lungs, and vital organs. Uh, Seconds later, literally seconds, a person loses consciousness and has no pulse, zero pulse. Um, Death occurs within minutes if the victim does not receive treatment. This can happen to anyone at any time, regardless of your health, your sex, your fitness, or your diet. And that's that's the biggest like aha moment here is you know you know my so the I'm trying to think Loganville Christian Academy the um, there was a girl she was a senior she was playing volleyball peak condition you know and in the middle of the volleyball match collapsed. From a sudden cardiac arrest, she was a literally perfect health. She was a female. She was in great fitness, you know, and she had a great diet. Guess what? She still had a sudden cardiac arrest. This can happen to anyone. These two distinct heart conditions, however, are linked. So heart attacks and sudden cardiac arrest are linked. Um, sudden cardiac arrest can occur after a heart attack or during recovery. Heart attacks increase the risk of um, for sudden cardiac arrest. Most heart attacks do not lead to sudden cardiac arrest. But when sudden cardiac arrest occurs, heart attack is a commoner cause. So like, that, that's kind of like how, how they're right. all put together there. So let me tell you what you do. So even if you're not sure it's a heart attack or a sudden cardiac arrest, call 911. Right. Get back up there immediately, right? Because the worst that can happen is they're fine, or the best that can happen is they're fine. They come there, they're like, oh, we didn't need you, we're good, right? But the worst that can happen is permanent death. So call 911 or your emergency response number. Every minute matters. We talked about that earlier. 
it's best to call EMS to get to the emergency room right away. Why? Because emergency medical services staff can begin treatment when they arrive. Like they're like up to an hour sooner than if you or someone gets to the hospital by car. Now that's that's wild. So sometimes people are like, you know what? I can drive there faster. You might, but the the ambulance actually has pretty much all the equipment they need to keep your you know heart beating until they get to the ER. So call 911. You know, EMS staff are also trained to revive, like it just says, patients with chest pain who arrive by ambulance usually receive faster treatment at the hospital. So what is the cardiac arrest? Cardiac arrest is reversible in most victims if it's treated within a few minutes. Okay. Again, first call 911 for the emergency medical services, then get an automatic external defibrillator that you just got from Rescue Side Services because you, you, you're listening to this podcast and you're like, look, I, I, I realize that this could happen to anyone at any time. Everyone's at home at this point. We definitely need to have one at home. So get that automatic external defibrillator and begin CPR immediately and continue until professional emergency medical services arrive. If two people are available to help, one should begin, you know, be giving the CPR immediately while the other is calling 911 and finds the AED. It's like working in teams, okay? So while unconscious due to a heart attack or sudden cardiac arrest, it only takes four minutes, four minutes for your brain to have irreversible brain damage. Right now, if you were to have a heart attack or sudden cardiac arrest anywhere in the United States, on average, your chance of survival is less than a 5%. I'm going to say that again. Your chance of survival on average anywhere in the United States is less than a 5%. Because for every minute that passes without CPR and defibrillation, the chances of survival decreases by 7 to 10%. I said that earlier, but I'm going to say it again because it's such an incredible statistic. However, if you have a site home defibrillator, which I'll walk you through how to get, that is properly managed in the hands of a tremor and the shock is given within the first minute of the victim becoming unconscious, you just increase their chances of survival from 5% to 90%. Wow. 90% by having a home defibrillator managed properly and in the hands of a trained volunteer responder. Get that shock within you know 60 seconds, that first minute, 90% chance of survival. Hey you, yeah you, are you frustrated with understanding your recent lab work? Does your primary care physician say your labs are normal, but you still feel sick? Yeah, I've been there. I know that feeling. In my approach, when working with clients, My only concern is to achieve optimum results for you. I truly believe in a test, don't guess philosophy and getting to the root cause of dysfunction in the body, which is why I created this free lab tracker report so that you can fully understand your lab results and start to feel exceptional again. To get my free lab tracker report, text REBEL, to 66866. 
When you download my free lab tracker, you will finally understand how to decipher your optimal ranges for your lab work, why you aren't feeling well, even though your lab work is normal, which lab results actually matter. The truth about this will actually shock you. No more wondering what all those numbers actually mean. My free lab tracker helps you understand the results of your lab evaluations so that you can take action toward better health starting today. It will be a relief when you get it and no longer have to wonder what all those numbers actually mean. So, download my free lab tracker right now and take the first step to optimal health. Text REBEL to 66866. Again, that's REBEL to 66866. Enjoy the rest of the show. Before we get into the, the, the five critical components of the Rescue Site AED program, what is the margin of error do you have? And how much root, I mean, when you put them on the body, what's your margin of error for when you grab those pads or whatever the pads are? I'm showing the, like a, like this, uh, what you see on the TV is like, I'm grabbing sure. what, what, what's the margin? Is there a margin of error of, of putting it on the wrong spot or? That's a great question. So, and it kind of, you know, goes hand in hand with training, right? right? So, you know, do do you need training? And the answer is yes, and the answer is no. Okay. <laughs> so, no, because AED technology literally trains the user on the spot with simple prompts. But yes, because you will respond how you train. If you don't train, then you might not respond quick enough. And in some cases, like my opening story, you might even respond incorrectly. Remember the lady who said, get that off of him. You're going right. to hurt. She responding incorrectly. You know, you don't rise to the occasion. You sink to the lowest level of your training. So if you are trained in CPR and AD use, then yeah, you're going to respond correctly and with confidence and quickly. And so, yeah, 100% to answer your question about, you know, do you need training? Get training. Okay. Okay. But, you know, as far as the margin of error, so let's see, I'm trying to think here. In addition to the audible step-by-step directions, the AED has diagrams for where to place the pads. Okay. okay? So there, I would say there are probably three biggest considerations um, as far as the mar- margin of error. And those are water, chest hair, <laughs> In the human contact, if the victim was swimming or sweating profusely before the event, use a towel, paper towel, you know, another part of their clothing is still dry and dry them off. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be, a, you know, perfectly dry, but the majority of it needs to be done. And so pads must be attached. The second thing is pads must be attached to bare skin. For ladies, that requires removing the bra. And for men, that requires, you know, potential shaving of the chest hair. So if you have chest hair, that can interfere with the connectivity of the pads that you're sticking on the victim. Mm. So there is actually a razor included with every site AD program. And in order for the pads to have a good stick, there, you know, there needs to be no chest hair. So the third and final consideration is human contact. Okay. 
Um, obviously, you are touching the victim when you're getting compressions and breaths. By the way, never go mouth to mouth without a one-way valve. I think I have one here somewhere. I'm not sure if you can see this. Right. I'm yep. to this to my uh, live audience here. This is a one-way valve. And um, it's a keychain one-way valve. I carry this everywhere I go. Okay? Um, you never want to go mouth to mouth because that creates two victims instead of one. Okay? Mm. don't know what they have. Right. And by you going mouth to mouth on them, that, that then trans- whatever they have transfers over to you, to your spouse, to your kids and family. And guess oh, what? We now have yeah. multiple victims right. where if you just made one decision and that was, hey, I'm going to do hands-only CPR, which is I don't stop at 30 compressions. I continue and continue until EMS arrives. Don't go mouth to mouth. Never, ever, ever go mouth to mouth unless you have one of these. Okay. And if you want one of these, give me, you know, give us a call or email us, you know, support at rescuesiteservices.com. We'll get you set up. And, um, you know, you don't have to buy them from us though. I mean, you can buy them anywhere, but for heaven's sakes, get one. Okay. Okay. This is something unique. Anyways, human contact. Once the AED says analyzing heart rhythm, make sure no one else is touching the victim. Why? Because you know, the person that is praying over the victim touching their pinky toe, the AED is sensitive enough to pick up the heartbeat of that person praying. Okay. So don't t- like analyzing heart rhythm, you say clear, no one touched the patient, just like I did in the opening story. And that way it'll allow the uh, AED to give a proper, you know, analyze it properly. Because guess what? If it does pick up a heartbeat, I can put an AED on me right now and it will not shock me because it says, hey, shock not advised. And that's why it's safe to have one in the house, by the way. You know, another one of the common questions I get is, hey, Kirk, you know, is it safe to have one of these, you know, defibrillators that can shock somebody in my house with my kid? What if he gets into it? Perfectly fine. The worst worst case scenario is you're just going to have to buy another set of pads because they opened a set of pads. Okay. You could turn it on. It could analyze the heart rhythm. Guess what? It's not going to shock them unless it needs it. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah, re- really good information there. So if I'm bored on a Friday night drinking bourbon, I don't, I can't shock myself unless it's turn. That's right. If you're, <laughs> if you're completely drunk and you're just goofing off with your AED because you're you know, home by yourself. Home by lockdown, I need something to do. <laughs> I love Life's it. not exciting right now, so I need something to do to get bigger. That'll definitely do it. Yeah. And it's a good thing I manscaped. So there's no razor needed. There you go. There you go. So, so, uh, that'll uh, if you're hair, if you're really hairy, the razor probably going to take a lot of work. Yeah. So if you're super hairy, that's why we advise having a backup set of pads. So okay. when you put your initial set of pads on, and guess what? If it doesn't work, you push down a little harder. Guess what? If it still doesn't work, you're going to rip it off and give them the weirdest looking wax they've ever received. <laughs> it's okay. They're, they're, they don't feel it right now. They might right. feel it later. But you know the you worst. Saved your life. Exactly. The worst case scenario is you know they're they're revived. And I say the worst case scenario is is I'm trying to tell you teach you about compressions. Compr- let me let me jump into that real quick. So compressions. When people get compressions, you got to push hard, push hard and fast in the center of the chest. And sometimes people do what we call as a love tap. And it's like, uh, uh, right. That doesn't do yeah, anything. Doesn't work. It's a chest cavity right there. Right. So right. when you go up and say, hey, man, how you doing? That doesn't give you a, ch- a chest compression. You have to push so hard that you're breaking ribs. 
And until you break a rib, you're probably not compressing hard enough. Okay, so it is okay to break ribs. And this is what I tell people, you know, worst case scenario, they are revived with an injury as opposed to permanent death. Exactly. So it's okay to break a few ribs. That's not not a big deal at all. All right, let's dig into the five critical components of the rescue site AED program. First one is assessment. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm looking, I'm looking right here. We got you know the five critical components. My book is called the five critical components of the rescue site AED program. And like you said, you, you got five components. You got assessment, defibrillation, management, training, and maintenance. So the first critical component of your new Rescue Site AD program is the assessment component. Rescue Site AD program not only has a virtual site assessment complete, completed for every business or organization, but the program also provides valuable, valuable insights on facility-specific needs. This assessment shows the status of your current AED program, if you have one, and sheds light on areas that might be lacking. If that sounds simple, let me tell you, you may not realize all you need to know and do to set up and maintain a life-saving AED program. Can you, like, can your employees locate a defibrillator at work? We talked about that earlier. Chances are they can't. According to that report from the U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, <laughs> there are about 10,000 cardiac arrests in the workplace each year mm-hmm. in the United States. With cardiac arrests in the workplace reaching over 10,000, knowing where the closest AED to your office desk can save thousands of lives, literally. If you met, in, like, if you met individually with your employees and asked them, for instance, where the nearest AED was located to them, I'm willing to bet that over half of them wouldn't know. We talked about the statistic earlier. The Rescue Site AED program is de- uh, developed with a one-minute drop-to-shock time frame. Uh, and that's so we can have the 90%, right? So by right. driving toward this high standard, your organization can increase your resuscitation rate from the national average of 5% to 90 but that's by simply you know, implementing a rescue site AD program in the assessment component, like this is awesome. You, you will use a tool called the virtual site assessment. And this is, you know, if, if you come on board with us, um, this is intended to provide the data necessary to design a rational plan regarding the optimal number of AEDs to be placed, the specific location the specific placement location and enhancements to existing policies, communication systems, and personnel training policies. In larger facilities, this assessment may need to be performed for each building, floor, or area of the facility. So that is the first component of the five, the assessment. Okay. The second critical component is the defibrillation component. The Rescue Site AD program offers the best AD for your organization's needs. 
you need, you can't develop your rescue site AD program without an AED. Right. That's, that's kind of important, right? <laughs> um, rescue site provides an unbiased, practical understanding of all the FDA-approved manufacturers of these class three medical devices called automatic external defibrillators. Not all ADs are created equal. I will say that. Yes, every FDA-approved AED will provide a life-saving shock, and yes, we sell all of them. Okay, however. Each AD has a unique set of features and benefits tailored to the needs of the user. For example, the features and benefits of an AED for your home will differ from an AED at work and then again from an AED used by professionals with higher level training. The reality is you may have an AED that is not designed for your needs or the needs of your organization. The AED analyzer tool uh, that we talk about in chapter four of the book, if you want to get it, it's right here, um, um, will help you actually identify the right AED by explaining the features and benefits of every FDA-approved AED on the market. We have that listed in our book. It will also explain some features that you might not have known, like, known about that you know, will help you out. So this process will prompt you to you know, step back and take a look at all your options on the market and not just take the word of the last sales rep that you spoke to, okay? Okay. You will ask yourself questions about the current needs of your organization, questions involving maintenance, ease of use, and total cost ownership. Once you have the the best AD purchased or leased for your organization, you'll be able to install it in the right location because of our virtual site assessment that we talked about earlier. So the third critical component is the management component. All right. Ensuring ongoing regulatory compliance and monitoring legal issues is no easy task. How many trained rescuers are required on site? Should your AED be stored in an alarmed cabinet next to a telephone? How many signs do you need? There are just some, these are just some of the questions that you know, we'll talk about. I, I'm just going to, you know, this is all in the book. So I'm just going to you know, promote the book here. Uh, this is chapter five of this book. So we're going to answer all those types of questions. To provide the absolute best quality of management, we, we license the world's leading AED program management solution to keep you in compliance, properly supported at all times, and ready to rescue. As a class three medical device, the FDA requires anyone acquiring an AED first to obtain medical direction and authorization. So we have a program designed to help partner doctors with organizations like yours and individuals who wish to lease or purchase an AED for the business or home. This program allows you to register and maintain your AD prescription and print a copy of your medical authorization. Mm. So I, I, this, I, this is all encompassing. I'm talking like, let's say you have hundreds of locations, thousands of locations all across the country, and you have tens of thousands of employees. This thing is huge. You can actually maintain a list of everyone who's trained in CPR and then get reports 90, 60 day, 30 day reminders on, hey, John, Tom, you need to be recertified in 90 days, right? Um, let's say if you're, if you're leasing with us, we're going to take care of the maintenance part. But if you are, you know, a home, we have a home version of this, which is like, you know, the program management light version. 
um, because you don't need a, a whole lot of the, you know, the features and functionalities that a corporation or business, all business needs. But we have, a, you know, a smaller light version that will allow you to give you reminders, hey, 90, 60, 80, 30 reminders of your, your pads are about to expire. Your batteries are about to, about to expire. Your warranty is about to expire. Time to get a new one. And so like we, we take care of all that for you. So the fourth critical component is the training component. Rescue Side Services offers many American Heart Association programs for CPR, AED, first aid, and ECC training. Okay. Um, of the you know, over 475,000, you know, cardiac arrests, you know, out there, I think 350,000 are out of hospital cardiac arrests that happen in the United States every year. Only 12% survive. 12%. Because of the training. No, no, no. This is, this is, this is, I mean, there's so many factors, right? So many factors, but only 12% of the out of hospital cardiac arrest survive. Remember, the majority of those happen at home. Okay. So it's safe to say if you have a heart attack in in the home, and this is not exact, but like, I mean, you're looking at over like 90% likely that you're going to die if you have a heart attack in the home Mm -hmm. based off these numbers from the American Heart Association. So people save lives, right? Right. People save lives. People save lives. And if more people knew CPR, if more people had, you know, the knowledge, the knowledge combined with the resources, the, the defibrillator together, they were they can save more lives. So check this out. Did you know that immediate CPR can double or even triple a victim's chance of survival? So creating a world where no one dies from sudden cardiac arrest begins by creating a world of lifesavers. So you got to get trained. We want to train you so we can save more people. This is why I'm so passionate about providing life-saving CPR, AED, and first aid training for companies, schools, facilities, communities, and even homes. Sudden cardiac arrest can happen to anyone, regardless of age, sex, you know, physical fitness, or diet. You never know when you're, you'll need to save a life. So by taking a CPR class, you could become the hero for your kid. You wow. could become a hero for your spouse, your friend, or a complete stranger. So chapter six, chapter six of the book will explain um, how we have both blended learning and instructor-led court classroom options. Right now with COVID-19, we're not doing a whole lot of classroom classes, but guess what we are doing? We're doing a ton of blended learning. And that means the first half of your training is done online, virtually at your you know, disposal on your phone or tablet or you know, desktop. You can watch and get all the knowledge. And then once they lift the shelter in place, we're going to come to you and we're going to do a skill session to complete the circuit of your training. Mm. So you get the knowledge and then we come out and we do the physical. So we make sure that you're, you, you can accurately push on you know, the chest, give breaths, do the Heimlich maneuver. We make sure that you're familiar with naloxone, all of the above. And that is what training is all about. So you know how to properly respond with confidence in a timely manner. So the fifth and a final critical component <laughs> of your new rescue site AED program is maintenance, the maintenance component. Imagine what would happen if an AED malfunctions, malfunctioned right at the moment it was needed most. This could happen for any number of reasons. 
such as software problems, battery malfunctions, and account, uh, you know, countless other defects. So people using AEDs save lives. We, we, we said that so many times, and that's so important. It's people. But it takes a lot to set up and maintain a successful AD program. A simple solution is to leave it to the experts. and Let us do the work for you. The AED maintenance program ensures that when time is critical, your AEDs, or AED if you're in a home, uh, and the people responsible for those AEDs are ready to rescue at all times. In chapter 7, in the book again, chapter 7 will take a deeper dive into your AED readiness, compliance, and support phases. Depending on the needs of your organization, you might need all parts or a combination of these features. The choice is up to you. So our resilient interactive web-based platform provides readiness with alerts and tracking, compliance, which includes medical direction, agency notifications, compliance, documentation. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, this is incredible. The dynamic review. It also provides customer support, data entry batch, FDA slash manufacturer recall alerts, and post-event support. This is my personal favorite right here. If you are a small business owner, a gym, we talked about gyms earlier. You only have one defibrillator in your gym and it's used. Guess what? It now has to, it is now medical records of the victim. So whether they live or die, that is now medical records of the person who experienced the event. So that now has to be turned in to be analyzed. Okay, guess what? You are now without your life-saving device for however long that process takes. Mm. Not anymore. With Rescue Side Services, we are overnighting you another defibrillator, exactly like the one that you purchased or leased from us, so that you are never without your life-saving device during the analyzing process. So in summary, your new Rescue Site AD program operates by designing a rational plan regarding the optimal number of AEDs to be placed, the specific placement location, and enhancements to existing policies, communication systems, and personal training policies. Your new program um, analyzes the perfect AED with the right features and benefits for the needs of your organization. And your new program ensures ongoing regulatory compliance and monitoring of legal issues. So your new program offers both a blended learning and instructed-led classroom once COVID-19 is over with, with first aid, CPR, and AED training solutions for your workplace or home. And finally, your new Rescue Site AED program ensures that when time is critical, your AEDs and the people responsible for them are ready to save a life. The five critical components together make up this rescue site AED program. Most organizations operate with a single AED relying 100% on... So I say that wrong. Most organizations operate without... Sorry, without a single AED relying 100% on local fire and rescue. Mm. Yeah, that is, that is not... It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're exactly right. Now, there are always exceptions, right? So I think there are always exceptions. But 
you, as you saw here, you, your chance of survival is five percent anywhere in the United States right now. That's mm-hmm. that's that is so low. That's bad. The average time for the um, arrival of EMS personnel to an emergency scene is seven minutes. That is on a good day. I live in DeKalb County, and the last time you know we had to call nine one one, it took at least fifteen. Imagine if that was you waiting for EMS to arrive with a defibrillator. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you here. The phone call alone to 911 takes five minutes. Oh, yeah. You're exactly right. Because wow. they asked, I mean, the last time I had to do this, the lady was asking me so many questions. I said, you know what? I think you need to get somebody here. I'll answer the questions while somebody's on their way. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, yeah, they they are the way that they're processing it is, you know, a little bit different than what we would expect it to. Right. As soon as you, like, they know where you are based off the phone call. Exactly. So they're they're already sending people out, but unfortunately, you know, the stat there's a staffing issue, right, with you know police departments right now. So they want to make like they're they're getting there as fast as they can, but they're they're dealing with a lot right. of other stuff too, and so it's. And here's yeah. the thing. Um, here's something to be aware of. If it's a child, make sure you mention that on the 911 phone call. Why? Because children have the highest priority mm. in the 911 dispatch center. So if you're like, hey, someone just collapsed, they're going to assume that it's... I mean, they're going to obviously ask you questions. But until you say it's a child, boom. It literally... I'll tell you a story. A buddy of mine works with um, 911 operators. He actually trains them. And if an like an ambulance can literally be in the parking lot of a stabbing victim who is bleeding out, and if they get a call before they get to that stabbing victim that a kid, regardless of the situation, if a kid needs assistance, they're turning around in that same parking lot where they could see the stabbing victim and rerouting to the child. Wow. Yeah, that's how high of a priority it, that they put on that's children. Good. Now, this was this story was you know is probably two years old. So if if that policies have changed, forgive me. That's just a story that was relayed to me a couple of years ago, yeah. and I thought that was amazing. So I, I'm sure it's very similar, if not exact. Um, well, I know but, it's very frustrating when you call nine one one because yeah. you, you don't realize when you're on this line and when you're on the one calling. You don't realize with I already you know everybody knows they have your location because we're oh yeah. I mean, I could call you today and you could probably track me by the phone call where I'm at sitting. So I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I could figure it out. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do it right this second. <laughs> right. But I mean, what I'm saying is I think so we all know that they know where you're at. It's just a right. the, the frustration of explaining to somebody that the person laying in front of you needs immediate attention. But you don't realize that they're dispatching somebody because they don't tell you that right away. Yeah. And it, it is frustrating. So I mean, it's this I, I love the book, and I think it's a must-read for everybody. It's not a long read, it's an easy read. Like I said, it's it was actually I was really impressed by the book. You really people need to buy that book. It's I think it's not very expensive on Amazon. No, it's not. And like, let, let me tell you something about the book. You know, I, I really do appreciate what you're saying about that. That's encouraging to hear because my goal was to make, you know, a very, you know, seemingly complicated medical device 
and process be super simple. And that was my goal is to, right. you know, like explain it in the most simplest terms, create a process so you know exactly what we do and how we deliver it for you. And that's gonna that's that's how we, you know, educate them, you know, the marketplace. Right. Because you know, if I'm talking to my neighbor, uh, and I say, Hey, do you have an AED? He's gonna be like, What what's an AED? I mean, I, I I'm taking ADHD medication right now because I have ADD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no, let me break that down. A E. Right. Oh, what is yeah. that? And then I gotta say, Oh, it's it's the thing that shocks your heart back in the rhythm. You, you probably seen it on the TV show or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Like people aren't educated on this particular medical device, and they've been around for decades. But I mean, I look at what's happened in New York: four hundred percent increase mm-hmm. since this lockdown. In- you know, right? Since we're on lockdown, and we're talking about CPR, so while everybody's sitting at home doing nothing, or virtually doing nothing. Somebody can actually start a CPR course with you right now? Absolutely. So if you are sitting in your home wanting to do something other than Netflix and eat ice cream, then what I would highly recommend you doing is going to our website, you know, www.rescuesiteservices.com. On that website, we have a training tab. If you click that training tab, there is you know, a section called Workforce Training. And this is actually good for home training as well, because right now we're doing both. Um, you click on workforce training and that very first option there is CPR AED. That course just hits schedule training and you're going to be able to um, set up a time to talk with one of our um, team members. And we're going to walk you through exactly what the virtual blended version option is for you. So you can get the knowledge right here, right now, go through the entire course. And then once this thing passes, once the shelter in place lifts, we're going to actually come to your location. We'll come to you right now if, if you're, you know, you know, want it. But, um, no, I take that back. I want to make sure I'm saying things right. We are not coming to you right now. <laughs> all line, all line the CEO only. might get mad at you. The CEO might get mad at you. Right, right, right. She's going to be like, Kirk, what did you do? Like, we're not going to people right now. Yeah, so we are not going to people right now. I like to overpromise and overdeliver. See what I did there? All right. Um, so what we're doing is the online portion now. Sorry. And the... The physical portion will be able to fulfill for you once the um, the shelter in place has been lifted and we can come to your location. So you don't have to come to us. We'll actually come to you. Which we'll come is- to your house. Yeah, we'll come to your house. We'll, wow. we'll say, yeah, we'll say, hey, look, you know, I mean, anywhere in the nation, you just let us know. We got a, a network of thousands of, you know, CPR instructors all across the country that are you know, wanting to save lives that are wanting to get that number down to zero, target zero. And if you tell them, hey, look, I want the certification and I've already, you know, went on rescuesideservices.com, scheduled the class online and did that portion of it, I want the physical portion, we'll, we'll set that up for you as well. Awesome. The, other, the last thing before we, where could people find you? Well, rescuesideservices.com. Yeah, yeah. So rescuesiteservices.com is Facebook. We're on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. You know, you can you know like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, 
and connect with us on LinkedIn. So those are the three major okay. places, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We are on all three platforms. Okay. Just type in Rescue Site Services. Our icon looks like a heart with a bolt on one side, which is really cool. Yeah, it's cool. So um, yeah, I would highly encourage you. If you like what you're hearing, obviously you're going to you know get a defibrillator, right? But if you know someone that doesn't have one, which is probably everyone in your neighborhood, one. <laughs> then like share this content. You yeah. know, like I'm doing a live right now, so feel free to share this, you know, content with anyone in your, you know, community. We love. We're still operational. Our our warehouse is up and operational. We're still sending AEDs. We're still doing virtual training, so we can actually fulfill right here, right uh-huh. now, even during a quarantine, because we are considered a, um, you know, a, yeah. a company that is right. needed. <laughs> right. Right. Much needed, actually. Much needed. Absolutely. So I, I thank you so much for doing this too, because that's a, an amazing company you started and, and, and much needed because people don't realize it. Yeah. I, I, I never thought of it until I started reading the book. And now I kind of, everywhere I go, I kind of look and say, Hey, what, is there something there? You know, so it's, it really raised my, raised my awareness and really raised my awareness for the fact that over five or un, slightly under 500,000 Americans die every day or every, every year, year. Yeah. from every a cardiac year. arrest. Yeah. And I, you know, that's not a small number. No, it's not. And it's that's not because of, it's not, and it's not just because of uh, clogged arteries. Or right. a heart attacks is from cardiac arrest. Exactly. So that's exactly. a hard, that's a large number. Look, I, I'll leave you with this: if, if your spouse, if your child or parent, friend or extended family member were to collapse in your home or in your office today, would you know what to do? Would yeah, I would you not, no. be properly equipped? No. Matter of fact, it got me thinking about actually doing your online CPR program until this shelter in place thing lifts and, uh, and getting certified because I, I had, I would have no idea. I honestly, I wouldn't have other than what I see on TV. And I would be one of those people that would be afraid to break the ribs, but you can't be afraid to break the ribs. That's right. That's right. And, and, And ribs, my ribs have been broken many times and it's painful after, I mean, but I'd rather have my ribs broken than die. Yeah, I'd rather be revived with an injury right. than not. Even, I mean, broken ribs are the worst thing in the world. You can't laugh, you can't cough, you can't hiccup, you can't. It is a, a funny story off this whole topic. I was, when I lost all the weight, I decided that I wanted to try martial arts. And I was going to do a fight at one time with Forrest Griffin for a fundraiser for diabetes. And he agreed to the fight. And so I was going through the training. And the guy who was training me kicked me in the ribs. And I realized I'm too old for this. <laughs> that I'm too slow for this. And my ribs hurt really bad. For, and yeah. it, does, it takes a long time to heal. But uh, it was just, I was going to do a fundraiser. And he agreed to it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And when training for it, because I really didn't want Forrest Griffin to kick my ass really fast. Because at that time he was the heavyweight welter, or heavyweight champion in the, in the UFC. Wow! And I didn't want to be 
I wanted to be able to at least last a couple of minutes or a minute. And uh, I've got my ribs broke and I was like, okay, maybe I'm, I'm dreaming. <laughs> maybe I'm dreaming. I think I was going on 50 at that time. Now I'm in my 60s. And my, but that woke me up and said, okay, this is too much for me. So thank yeah. you for all you're doing. And I appreciate you jumping on here today. And one thing before I go, and I ask all my guests this, and I don't know if you've listened to any of my episodes, but if Kirk had 30 to 45 minutes to chill and relax in the afternoon, what album or artist would you put on to listen to? Ah, so I love music. I absolutely love listening to music. Honestly, I, I'm terrible with names, but okay. I, yeah, what I'll do is I, I listen to Spotify and I'll find, um, let me see, make sure I tell you the, let's, I'm going to look up the exact channel. Channel. Let's see. Evening. Yeah, so it's called Evening Chill. Evening Chill. Evening Chill. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just, I'll, I'll turn that on as in the evening. Like if it's in the morning, I would put on right. morning chill right. and afternoon chill. But like right. there, there's three, you know, three channels that I love listening to, you know, and it's like the one I listen to in the evening is, you know, evening chill. And it's just kind of a nice relaxing kind of, okay. you know, <laughs> okay, um, cool. So I like that. Yeah. Oh. Well, God bless you for everything you're doing. And I wish you the best and I wish the company the best. And we'll be in touch for sure. Cause I'd like to get some business cards from you because I know a lot of people that uh, could use your services. And awesome. you, and put some in their gyms for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. We love to help. You know that's what we're here for. And yeah, and I like that mission part about you is that you have a, a heart for helping people. Yeah, and that's good because that's needed in today's society, especially now more than ever. Uh, it seems like, especially with this COVID nineteen, uh, people become a little bit mean. Yeah, well, I mean it's. People are scared. People are, you know, scared. They're fearing for a lot of things. They're they just lost thirty percent of their four hundred one k retirement plan. Right. There's there's a lot of factors that are going on yeah. here. I mean, we look at our society, and we have a society of people that are in debt from credit mm -hmm. cards and debt with uh, student loans, and we're only adding to that debt right now. Right. And so, yeah, there's there's a lot of fear um, that's mm -hmm. going around right now. But you you can't allow fear. You got you got to rise above, you know. And yeah, I, I I posted something on Facebook the other day because it really struck me when I was doing my morning journal reading and, and prayer. Is that there's only one man that can take away fear? Yeah, and you have to give it all to him. Sure. And until Hold you on. understand that, whether it be God or the universe or whatever you want to believe in, I particularly lean towards God, but I know a lot of people don't, and that's fine. But you have to give it to the universe or somebody else. You can't ha handle the burden yourself. Yeah, I, I, I am a you know without faith, I don't know where I would be. Right. And uh, for people who are going through this pro you know process of COVID without faith, you know, you can see why you know people are responding the way they're responding right. with that knowledge that you know they're probably they probably don't have any faith. Right. And so. Without and that's okay. I mean, if you don't want to believe in God, at least 
give it to the universe. Don't carry it on your shoulders because it's going to wreck you. It will wreck you. So, all right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net. 